Hey guys, welcome to the In Between Podcast with me, Mebaka January. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing a lot of things. I have gist for you guys. Serious gist too. Don't laugh at me. Stay tuned. Hi, and welcome to the In Between Podcast with Mebaka January. You know the drill. This is your go-to podcast for everything. Books, music, entertainment, lifestyle, and everything in between. And that's why it's called the In-Between Podcast. Welcome once again to the In-Between Podcast with Mebaka Junior. In our usual way, the podcast will be divided into two segments. The usual catch-up and the more serious discussion. So, in our catch-up, let's catch up. Remember I told you guys about my um, internship with a law firm? Well, I stopped. I stopped for what I will consider very good reasons. Hear me out. Okay, so my main intention of looking for an internship was to see what the law was about like in practice because i have this clear idea of what i want to do with my certificates like i want to lecture with it i want to go into the oil and gas sector um and not just the oil and gas oil and gas energy ip computer ict law but mostly data protection data privacy that kind of thing so i felt like i was letting go of litigation without giving it an adequate opportunity but the uh, moot and mock section in my faculty is not as it should be it's not up to par you understand i think we have done one serious moot and mock and then the rest have just been debates and in the serious moot and mock i was not among i was supposed to be in the research committee but something happened in fact i don't even know what happened but i no longer research i did not research for them so i was like okay i'm at home i'm not doing anything why not do something related to law and one of my intention of going to a law firm was so i could see how it is done how litigation is done because um i've discovered i found it i find it difficult to read books or posts or articles on litigation is something I'm, I find very difficult, unlike reading on other areas of law. So I felt like, okay, hands-on experience will be better, right? And that was why I was really looking for an internship in line with law. I will not lose my focus on law. I will get to experience litigation and stuff. So I went to the firm and I was doing nothing there. I literally read my notes, like my school notes. That was what I was doing there. And it was not what I wanted to do. It was not my intention. My intention was to leave my house, see how it is. Like, give me something, guide me through. And I was just going there and I was not doing anything. So I had to stop. It was not up to par. But I'm still looking at other law firms. I will um, send my CV to other law firms and see how it goes. I'm not going to give up totally on litigation. I understand that after um, school, you're going to go. We are supposed to go into litigation, but I like to be prepared. Let me see. Let me know if this is something I want to do full time. If it's something I can cope with. You understand? So that was what happened. I'm still looking at other opportunities. You understand? So I'm. I've 
I'm going to be submitting my CV to other law firms and see because I realized I was not the only person having this problem. Um, just yesterday on LinkedIn, I was reading through the experience of someone else, a law student, and yeah, she was has was more like a NYC experience or something like that. But basically, it's similar. She was sent to. She was working in a firm. And it was the same experience with me from her write-up. She was like, she was just reading in the law firm. The, she was not doing anything. It was not, there was no challenge. You understand? There was nothing there to propel her. She had a reason for coming to a law firm doing her NYC, but she was not getting it. And when she walked up to um, her principal, I think, yeah he said something like you should be grateful you were given this opportunity just do what your colleagues are doing sit down there at the end of your one year you can go and that that was not what she wanted so she found a way and she got really played and she interned in a very good law firm that she liked and that is it for me i know okay i am not sure about litigation i want to see how litigation is and if I'm going to stay in a firm where I'm not doing anything, then of what use? I should just stay in my house because I can stay in my house and read my book. I do it all the time. So why go outside, go to another firm and I'm not getting what I'm supposed to get. Like there is no court experience, nothing like that. Like so I just I decided that stopping was better. So I stopped and like I said, I'm looking for other opportunities right now. So I'm not going to give up hope. And I think this um, uh, ASO strike will be very, very long. I'm not sure. Some of my colleagues are hopeful that it will be called off soon. I don't see it being called off because ASO has added two more weeks to our strike. And they are like, if the federal government does not meet their demands then they are going on an indefinite strike and i don't see the federal government meeting their demands although um nigeria labor union has threatened to shut down the economy if the assets um, demands are not met so let us see how that goes but whichever way i will still be looking for other internship opportunities so this is the gist i wanted to tell you about i'm just going to tag it reckless courage of nigerians so recently in my area i stay in river state potako to be precise and in my area of potako there was shooting um there was shooting but we didn't know like the exact direction and if you grew up in potako then you know that gunshot is not something that is um, new today Yes, that is the word because I remember growing up as a kid and we'll, like you'll be playing outside and then before you know you're hearing gunshots and you're running hectares, scatters, like you run into your neighbor's house, that kind of thing, you run into your house. So it got so bad that parents are like, you know, you're going to play in front of the house. In case of gunshot, you run into the house directly, that kind of thing. And you'll be in your house, they'll start shooting and people you don't know from anywhere will run into your house for safety. Yeah, that is the thing. So it happened recently. We didn't know where the gunshot was coming from. Like I remember I was in my mother's shop 
um, we have um, a new colleague she sews inside the shop and they were shooting like we are inside the shop and then we were hearing gun shoots now my mother that was inside the shop went outside are you do you understand what is happening now like the reckless courage of Nigerians is something that is funny she went outside I was like where are you going Miss Ma, where are you going and she was like she wants to see what is happening I was like are you going to Lagos like the front the bus stop to see she was like no 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 she was standing in front of the shop to see and I came outside the shop I was looking around and nobody was running everybody was doing what they were doing nobody was closing their shop the um, saloon people were making their hair the um, guy that does picture and everything was doing his own the POS man across was doing his POS everybody was just open like doing their it was like they were not even hearing the gunshots I was like ah this gunshot is it only me that is hearing it now my mother was inside went outside she sat outside she carried chair outside and I was like see she should enter inside flying bullets and one of my neighbor had the guts to open her mouth and tell me that is he inside that flying bullets cannot reach you I'm not doubting the fact that flying bullets can reach you inside your house but seriously is that what you should be concerned about why not seek safety first so we were there and we are shooting so and we were just guessing where the gunshot was coming from I was inside the shop she was outside the other lady was inside also and then the other woman our neighbor that was saying that um, is he inside that bullet will not reach you was also outside with my mother so we were listening to know where this gunshot was coming from <laughs> so the lady inside with me was already scared like she she had already run under her table her sewing table her cutting board table i was busy laughing because strangely enough this is what i'm saying this is this our courage in our courage in this part of nigeria i don't even in this part of river states i don't even understand i was laughing because i was not scared but i was i found it funny because everybody was moving like even if you're not scared or anything at least like preservation don't you want to leave that was just what i was thinking don't you want to leave these people everybody was just continuing what they were doing and then the gunshot got serious. We didn't know where it was coming from. We were guessing it was coming from Soria from the market because we are not far from the market. And there was an incident the night before. Um, there was a fire outbreak in that area. So we didn't know where it was coming from per se, but we were guessing there. My mother was like, she does not think so because why would they be shooting when they just lost lives? There was a fire outbreak and that was a very sad thing. They are still looking for some bodies so far that 30 bodies have been recovered people are still looking for their family members so we are like ah it can't be from there but the gunshot sounded like it was coming from there and do you know that these people hey god they were guessing whether the gun was militant um was from the militant or it was from police and we are like ah from how this thing is sounding like no pause just straight up this thing cannot be police people gone that they know rich i was like ah so you people know the difference just not they were not like yes now my mother was busy telling me yes now that if it's um 
the police gun it's it's just be like once once that kind of thing that they don't have a serious gun like they don't have uh, enough ammunition while that was going on everybody was still doing that thing so it got serious the shooting got serious we didn't know what was happening so the man across the housing period just simply carried his table inside and then he stood outside to do his prayers everybody every other person was still doing this and before we know people were running and do you know my mother had the mind to say hey hey now this one will they wait for like that was what came out of her mouth that now that people are running we now know that it is serious i was like oh the gunshot we are hearing was not serious are you people hearing i don't even know if this thing is courage or i don't even understand what is happening so i started moving everything inside because that was very stupid thing to do if they are shooting your first thought should not be to take your market inside it should do it should be to take yourself inside and close your shop so they say people say running and that other lady that was like um, is it inside that will protect you that flying bullets can reach you anywhere i remember telling her before people started running to enter inside the shop with her small daughter and she was like, um, people like to misquote the Bible nature. And she was like, um, um, the builder builds in vain without God. Something, something. She was quoting the Bible, but basically what she was saying is that whether you protect yourself, that it is God that protects, not man. But the moment people started running, this woman ran into the shop. I was asking her, ah, is God not going to protect you again? She started laughing. And she was so scared. This is somebody that had been forming bravado or something outside. She was like, ah, this shop will not be enough. She she ran inside the main compound. Now the lady inside the shop with me that is suing her. This girl. This girl was scared out of her mind. She ran under the table. She came with her younger brother. She was dragging him to enter under the table with her. And the boy was confused. And then she was like, she cannot stay. She's going out. We were like, we don't even know where this gunshot is coming from. Where are you going there? You could be running into the arms of these people shooting. She was like, she does not know. She does not know. So she called one of her friends. And he stayed around and was like, okay, she should come. She said she could not. She was scared. He said, okay, he's coming out to get her. Before he came, she had already run out of the shop. She, was, she has already gone. She has reached his house. He had to turn back. So that is the story of the reckless courage of Nigerians. We later had different versions of what happened. Um, but the main gist was that it was coming from the police station. The shooting was from police, from the police, Nigerian police force. And I was like, ah, you see, so the Nigerian police have increased their arms. My mother was laughing. But we don't really know what happened. People have different versions. Some people were like, the, um, people came to free one of um, the criminals. We don't know. I really don't know what happened. And then the police and then we are shooting. Some people were like, the prisoners, we are protesting. And, the, and then the Nigeria police force was shooting. So I don't know what really happened. So I can't really say anything. I tried listening to the radio to see if I could get what happened. But... Even they did not know what happened. They were, they were not able to get. They were not able to get um, 
any concrete information from the Nigerian police and they were not able to assess the prisoners because they were prisoners obviously so we don't know what happened and we don't know but I think they said somebody was injured in inside um, the cell I don't know but that is that Okay, so on to the second segment of today's episode. We're going to be talking about domestic violence and divorce. Now, if there's something I have noticed about Africa and some Asian countries is that the issue of divorce is like a big taboo. Is something that people don't want to discuss about. It's a no-go area. It's something that women shun. I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine in my lodge once, and he was, and I was like, I listed out qualities. Mm-hmm. We were discussing mostly. We were discussing, and then one thing came up, one thing led to another, and. I was like from my explanation it looked like I was trying to build a fortress now that I think about it fortress uh, this is what it sounded like I was trying to build a fortress around myself some kind of protective shield because I, we were talking about finance between a husband and a wife how it should be and stuff like that went on to discuss other things but it was mostly about couples relationship and I was like I don't think a man um, should be that concerned with the finance of his wife that he should not put his eye into the wife's business but they can you know find a way that it will be convenient for both of them and he was like if I have if I have accumulated some level of wealth before I get married now, how am I going to do it? I was like, I'm going to. We are going to be having a prenup, a prenuptial agreement in which my properties will will remain my properties, like the property I acquired before marriage and the property I acquired during marriage. It shall not be considered as his property, the man's property, in any way or form, except that which I willingly gives us give us family property. I was like. Why am I saying that? I was like, in case of a divorce, I was like, God forbid, I should not be talking about divorce. Why am I some? Like, it's not right. That it's like I'm building my marriage on the basis that there might be a divorce. I was like, I prefer prevention because prevention is better than cure. God forbid, nobody wants their happily ever after not to be happily ever after. But I wanted to protect myself, and I was like, no, it's not right, and stuff like that. And I noticed he's not the only one that sounds like that when I bring up certain issues. And I talk about both parties protecting themselves before entering into the union. A lot of people are like, no, 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 that a man that loves you. I said, I'm not doubting it. That I'm sure that even if, if I end up, that if I'm getting married to somebody I love, that I will most likely give um, compromise to an extent. But there are certain things that I feel like should be in place. 
and don't even get me started on having a conversation about divorce with an African parent. Huh. They will ban and cast every spirit of, of divorce from your head. So the reason why I'm bringing up this issue is that recently a woman died of domestic violence, allegedly domestic violence. So there is a Nigerian gospel singer known as um, Osinachi. Yes. She died the week before last. Originally, the report was that she died of throat cancer, which is not that new for singers, I guess, because um, before her, another singer, though not a gospel singer, also died of throat cancer. But Nigeria mourned her death, and then they moved on. And just last week, we were hearing different reports. Her family rejected the throat cancer. They were like, that is not what killed our daughter. That is not what killed our sister and stuff like that. And I was surprised. I was shocked. While going through social media, Facebook to be precise, I saw a lot of things and I didn't want to comment. But later on, I checked the news and it was confirmed. The family were alleging that the husband killed her. That she has been suffering from. She has been suffering in this marriage for a very long time. Domestic violence. The husband has turned her into his personal punching bag. And she has been enduring in silence because of what the society will say. Which is a very sad thing. It's very, very sad that somebody like that that is talented. I don't do gospel music. I don't listen to gospel music. But I have heard of her. I have heard her music because that was how popular she was. And it was later discovered that her husband has been managing her finance, her money. He was her manager. And you see, it brought to mind what I was trying to avoid before. That was making me bring up different lists. I was like, why? Why would she allow that? And people were like, she doesn't have a bank account. Her own money for every show she did was paid into the account of her husband. He decided how the money was going to be spent. I was like, I don't understand. In my own money. Why did she allow such a thing to happen? But... It also painted the picture clearer for a lot of people that domestic violence comes in different form. A person does not have to beat you. A person does not have to throw punch on your face or your body for you to know that you're being abused. Sometimes people use verbal abuse and then some people restrain their partners. That is another form of abuse. They restrain their partners in every form, especially financially, because if the the um, victim in this marriage decides to walk away but has nothing to survive on they they will not be able to walk away they will most likely come back now the gist is that her younger brother was one who reported the issue to the police that they are not going to accept it that this issue needs to be investigated yes and they have um, an 
autopsy to prove that the death of their sister was from a beating that the man stamped on her chest and blood clothes or something i don't even know the word but basically he stamped on her chest and she died as a result of it and everybody is shocked everybody is surprised everybody's like the news is all over social media people are finally speaking up on domestic violence you turn on the radio and they're talking of domestic violence you turn to the next station they're talking of domestic violence you turn on your data you go to facebook they're talking about domestic violence even people who normally don't talk about domestic violence are talking about domestic violence and they're talking about the role of the church in domestic violence now apart from the action of her husband this woman also suffered allegedly because of the church she was a gospel singer under the church and she has been suffering for a very long time her sister said they have repeatedly told her to leave the marriage but she did not she was like god will change him so she stayed and she prayed she continued praying for him inside this abusive relationship she kept saying god will change him god will change him And it has been discovered that the church was aware of this domestic violence, but they did nothing about it. Instead, she was advised to stay and pray about it. And the worst thing is, this church has has not shown any form of remorse. Rather, they have been stamping their ground on the issue of God does not like divorce. I read the Bible. Okay, I have seen that passage that says God does not like divorce. But I've also seen the passage of the Bible where it was stated that if the Israelites were to divorce their wife, then they should set up, they should settle the wife. That is, the man should settle the wife so that she can go home. And then when Jesus Christ came, he said the only ground for divorce is adultery. And then later on in the Bible, I've read, I've forgotten the particular scripture where the apostle, I think it was the apostle Paul, and he was like, they should see if the issue causing for separation can be settled. If not, then let the parties go their way. But they have to see if and now I don't see domestic violence as something that can be settled because forgive me but I firmly believe that a person will cheat on you will cheat on you again a person will beat you will beat you again a person who slaps you when you're dating will probably beat the living daylight out of you when you're married but a lot of people don't know this a lot of people think they can pray out this demon from them I have always said this to people who know me that I don't have the energy to to do that kind of prayer for another human being. I should be praying for your success. I should be praying that your business should grow. I should be praying that my business should grow. I should be praying for our children. I should be praying for peace, love, and understanding. I should not be praying that you should change from beating me. I should not be praying you should change from cheating on me because it has been discovered that this man has another woman outside of this marriage and he has kids from this woman. 
so this is something that is very sad i checked out the facebook page of the pastor from her church and he kept emphasizing on how divorce was a totally bad thing that women should stay in their marriage and that the people who are against this thing that the people who are speaking up are <laughs> that they are angry evil feminists and he has referred to feminists as jezebel we have been called worse than fem- i'm not even surprised we have been called worst but people have to understand that it is only the living that can praise the lord it is only the living that can sing it is only the living that can do things the dead cannot so of what does it profit this man when he has constantly constantly told this woman to stay in the marriage and from the stories flying around from the various versions of this issue one thing that has been ringing is that this man was aware of the issue at home and he constantly told her to pray to pray about it that the lord will change him and the lord will change him and she should not divorce that in fact somebody another gospel singer told her to leave the marriage and she told him to please talk to her daddy that is the man of god quote and unquote about it but i don't even understand why a full fleshed human being would put such power in the hands of another human being why why will she allow herself to be controlled so much if she had broken out of that church sure at the church and the marriage sure people will talk people will talk i'm not doubting the fact this is nigeria this is how they behave they talk they talk about a lot of things they they're going to talk but if she had made the issue known it's going to be divided some people will support her some people will not support her it's that but she's going to sing even if she does not sing again it's the living will survive the living where there is life there is hope but she stayed in an abusive marriage the church was not helping matter instead the church was her church was telling her to pray about it so i think it's high time people realize that it is only the living that can do things because she said who's going to take care of her kids i saw an article on a news site in which the son her son said their father said beating mommy is good that mommy should be beaten she should be put in her place that is the father has brainwashed the children and that child is going to grow up with that mentality and he might end up beating his wife because his father told him it is a good thing a woman should be put in her place we should not allow such things to happen we should not allow society should not allow such action to be perpetrated to be continued to flourish the church should do better society should do better we should stop you know with our condemning action our condemning thought our condemning speech for a little while and just listen because now everybody's talking about it how long is it going to last people are going to 
say talk about it for a month for two and then it will go away it was just like a girl that was raped during the covid 19 lockdown in a church after some time we didn't hear about it i don't know what happened to the alleged rapist and she's not the first so this issue will go down and later on a lot of women will stay in marriage and a lot of women will continue praying for men to change it is this is not right at all society should do better the church should do better you should always remember that the life of your members matters a lot and people should have a mind of their own be stubborn have coconut head if that is the term to use it's not everything someone tells you that you take like that think about yourself I know these days everybody's doing me, 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 me. We're all being selfish and the rest. We are promoting a very selfish culture, but sometimes a little selfishness is not bad. So that is the issue I want to talk about. Women should sit up, protect yourself in any way you can. Have an account. If you're doing your business, let your money be in your account. Do not puts business and pleasure because here's the thing men somehow have this ability to separate it not all men anyway because i've seen one that was able to separate it but men is men have this ability to separate sex relationship from their money you understand a man will never work and give you his salary but most men will expect that their wives give them their salary all in the name of submission no and then they will tell you the proverb that one woman but you know the proverb that one woman was a very hard worker and she had people working under her she had money she was a very rich woman i don't see anywhere where it was written that she gave her money to her husband try not to separate it i've never heard of a story where the man who was the manager of the woman managed the woman's finance and it's ended well i have never heard of any story if you know any please tell me i have never heard of it it always ends badly for the woman the man takes the money he wraps off everything not just her finance he leaves her dry and she is left wondering what has she done with her life she's left with nothing she's on ground zero she's at the bottom and then most of them have to build their life all over again. That is if they do not commit suicide. So women should learn to separate it. If, say, you have money and there is this guy that was your lawyer and he manages your properties and then somehow you guys start going out, please sack him from being your manager, your, um, your agent. Sack him. If he wants to date you, he should date you. Get another person to manage your property. It never ends well for the women. The men too can do the same. People should learn to separate business from pleasure. If that woman had managed her money, even though she was scared and she kept praying for him to change, I think she would have had a chance 
of freedom, a chance at fighting. But in her situation, she had nothing. Apparently, in the story, she had separated from him once when her second child was born. But she came back, or rather, she went back to him. Because, truthfully, she had nothing to rely on. Don't do that. Don't. People should not allow their whole life to be dependent on another human being. Their happiness, their joy, their satisfaction, their business should not be dependent on another person. Like I said, separate business from pleasure. Have a mind of your own. Learn to think. This thing that the pastor is saying, is it good? Is it in line with the Bible? Don't, don't people read the Bible for themselves? Or do you just read a specific portion of the Bible that your pastor has given for you to read? And then you let go of the rest. It should not be like that. Have a mind of your own. And society needs to do better. What is it with this idea of creating men that think they can own another human being? Why? Why Why are we creating men that think we can own another human being? That, we can, that they can control somebody else? Men... I think society has, for a very long time, been trying to train the female child, teach her how to cook, how to sweep, how to do everything. But they don't teach the men these things. They only tell him that he needs to hustle, he needs to make money. So he goes on hustling and making money, and then he lacks every every other skill needed for surviving. Every other skill needed to make him a complete, full, sensible human being with great common sense. So, what am I saying? Society should do better. The male child should be brought up right. The female child should be brought up right. None should be brought up to think they need the other to be complete. And marriage is not the ultimate goal in life. Don't die in it. Come out. It's not it's business and pleasure. No one to say no. No one to set boundaries. So that should be all for today's episode. Today's episode is dedicated to Okibo Glory. Ogechuku Okibo Glory. It's a very good friend of mine. She made today's episode very possible. Without her, I don't even know what to say. I don't. I can't go into details, but today's episode is dedicated to her, and I just want to tell her a very big thank you. And she's the best. If you enjoyed today's episode, do not forget to subscribe hit the notification button right subscribe so that you get notified when i make new posts and don't forget to check up check regularly to see for every any new post and i just want to put it out there remember i said my post will be every two two weeks so i want to create an a particular segment for poets I want to create a particular sec- section for poets on a particular day. So if you know you're a poet and you have poems you want to share, 
please send it to me on my email mebakajinwari at gmail.com or you can send it to me on IG you can contact me on IG in case of any collaboration it's mebaka underscore January at mebaka underscore January or you can find me on Facebook mebaka January thank you bye